Chapter 37, Brambles Sirius steps out the door slowly, his movements cautious as Andromeda watches him. Once he's fully outside, she closes it quietly behind him, leaving him confused and alone, or so he thinks until his eyes shift around the garden and come to rest on a figure on the far back side, navigating through thick, overgrown brambles that have clearly sprang up throughout the passing winter. The sunshine reflects off a mop of wavy, half-chaotic hair, casting the brown locks almost golden and glowing. The man's back is to him, but Sirius can see a smattering of those same curious freckles wrapping around his neck and up the shell of one ear. Sirius only realizes, as he watches the figure grab the brambles in a firm grip and slice through them with his wand, effectively severing them from life, that his mouth is gaping open. He quickly snaps it closed and shakes himself out of his trance, beginning to walk across the brown grass quietly until he's just on the edges of the overgrowth. Sirius waits, but the man doesn't seem to notice him, so he clears his throat. The form turns suddenly, rounding on his heels in a quick movement, Remus Lupin's brown eyes meeting Sirius's own, widening when they connect. Silence stretches between them as Remus's gaze travels over him, his face an unreadable mask that Sirius feels the desperate need to decipher, though he isn't sure why. Hello, says Remus finally, and something about it startles Sirius, sending a shock racing through his nerves, a combination of the voice and the formality of that one word. Sirius clears his throat again, shifting past it. Hi, he responds. You're Remus. Something flickers across the other man's face before it's gone and he's nodding, his head only moving twice before falling still again. His expression alters then, another mask overlapping the first, pleasantness and politeness merging together as one, like a professor greeting new students. It's nice to see you up and about again, offers out Remus genuinely. Apparently, I have you to thank for that, returns Sirius, but the other man drops the dead bundle he's holding and waves him off dismissively, something about the action seeming forced. You don't have to thank me, he insists. It's reward enough to see you out of that bed. Sirius doesn't even think about it as he walks forward, navigating through the brambles, not caring when they snag at his clothing and pull a bit, gaze focused intently on Remus. Is it? he questions, the words tumbling out unbidden. Of course, attests Remus, but his expression falters slightly, cracking the smallest amount, something honest beginning to seep through to the surface, a heavy sadness invading his brown eyes. You didn't deserve to lose your life, not when you didn't have to. Sirius stops only a couple of steps away from the other, nothing separating them but the vining, twisting growth that stretches outwards like clawing fingers. How did you know? asks Sirius, and Remus blinks, his mouth puling into a thin line. I'm aware you lived in my flat, but how did you know to even start questioning where I was or looking into any of it at all? Why did you care? Remus's gaze sweeps him again before he shrugs and says. Curiosity. You're lying, states Sirius, no ire in his voice, only the pleading for truth. Try again. We met that night, that's what Andromeda said. She told me, all right. I know what you are and that you scratched me. We're connected, so something pushed you towards looking into what happened to me. Tell me what it was. Remus swallows and shakes his head in denial. 
No, he says, a deep frown forming over his face. You wouldn't believe me even if I did, and none of it matters regardless. Yes, it does, insists Sirius. I'm alive because of you. That matters. Sirius's chest heaves as he stares across the small space at the other man. Remus's mask finally breaks apart, shattering to pieces as Sirius watches. His face contorts a bit, mouth jumping, lips seeming to tremble. His brow furrows deeply and unfurrows, like it can't decide how it wants to behave and where its proper place exists now. But Remus suddenly takes a step backwards, body stiffening even as his shoulders appear to relax, a forced sort of motion that mystifies Sirius. His expression smooths back out, the harsh lines disappearing as quickly as they'd formed. It was only curiosity. I wanted to check the scratch over, which led me to finding out who you were, but I'm happy you have your life back now, he says sincerely, but that sadness is in his eyes again, settling heavily. Sirius only nods in response, a slow motion of his head. Thanks, he mumbles, the fight for answers leaking away, leaving him feeling drained. He turns without another word, trailing back through the roughage to the Tonks home. He's halfway there when Remus calls out in a sort of frantic urgency. Are you? Sirius stops abruptly and glances over his shoulder at the other man, frowning. What? Remus seems to teeter for a moment before he inhales a breath and says. Are you happy to have your life back? Sirius opens his mouth to speak instantly, already prepared to form the yes over his tongue, but it sticks at the base of his throat, choking him a little as he falters. He suddenly thinks about his friends, that found family he holds so close. They're everything to him, pure light filtering through all parts of him. He thinks about Regulus, back now, gravitating around him as they work their way through that once broken relationship, Andromeda coming with him so easily it's like breathing. But Regulus is still who he's always been, stiff at his edges, difficult to find the softness held within. Andromeda is still hiding from the Black family, the ones that would bring harm to those she loves. And the Potters, while Sirius has his place with them and always has, have their own lives. His mind drifts to his flat, recalling all those nights he'd returned to it alone, an emptiness prevalent in every moment he'd spent there. Sirius is still staying with his friends, but that will end soon, and he'll go home. The thought of going back by himself is nearly crippling. No. The word comes without resistance, clearing his throat and spilling past his teeth, unbidden and truthful. But I think you already know that. Remus looks away, gaze landing on the ground at his feet, but Sirius moves towards him again, nearly forcing his way through the growth once more until their level, Sirius hovering a finger beneath the other man's chin without hesitancy, like it's the most natural thing in the world even as he resists the urge to touch skin to unfamiliar yet drawing skin. Remus lifts his head as though he can sense it, gazing back at Sirius almost pleadingly, a hopeless sort of gravity in his chestnut eyes that glint like honey in the sunlight. Why do I already know the patterns your freckles make? Remus's face twists again, looking painful and wretched, his fingers curling into fists at his sides. You won't believe me, he hisses out, like he can't force himself to speak any louder. No one does, only Andromeda. You'll run. You'll run because you can't remember. 
Sirius feels rage spike inside him, taking a fierce step backwards as he begins to shout. Will you just try, but his words cut off with a small yelp as his foot tangles in a vine, his body jerking from the force of his own movements and overcorrection as he tries to right himself to stop the fall that tugs at the center of his stomach. None of it works, serious overbalancing, tipping backwards, arms stretched wide in a useless attempt to regain his footing, sharp thorns looming behind his head. He nearly collides when firm hands wrap around his middle, fingers scrabbling for grip, slipping beneath his jacket and shirt, warm skin on cool, and then Sirius is gasping as the air is sucked from his lungs and he's launched into a void of blackness. 